Today on The Girl Defined Show, we are answering one of your most asked questions. We're also talking about all things first few days, weeks, and months of marriage and really how to prepare for your honeymoon. What's up, sisterhood? It's Bethany here, and I am so excited for this conversation we're having today. I get to chat with Adam and Carissa from Dear Young Married Couple. They are just an amazing married couple. They've been married for over 13 years. They run a ministry together called Dear Young Married Couple. They just have incredible resources, have counseled thousands of couples, um, and just have gone to and talked about the issues that so many of us have questions about. So when I was choosing the topic today, I was like, you know, we're going to bring the big stuff because I know we have had so many questions about how to prepare really for your honeymoon, how to prepare for the first few weeks of marriage, just how to get off on a good start. And, you know, one of our most popular episodes that we've done right here on The Girl Defined Show uh, was the episode was it awkward being a virgin on your wedding night? And you can go back and listen to that one. But I figured, you know, after that, we got so many questions. So we wanted to answer them. And if we're not answering them, then who is? We don't want y'all just have to Google things or go to secular sources. We want to bring godly couples, godly men and women who can answer your questions from a just experienced and biblical perspective. So that's why we are talking about how to prepare for sex on your honeymoon, because it's so much bigger than just sex. It's there. There's such a bigger picture and just so much more preparation for the marriage that goes behind that. So it's going to be an incredible conversation. I will caution you, though, we do get um, very specific and very, um, I guess it's going to be a very mature conversation. So if you are younger or if you are um, single and in a place where this could be a temptation, I just want to just encourage you to use caution and um, you could you know, always listen to this with a mentor or an, a mom, someone like that, so that you can kind of just have those that that opportunity to have more additional conversation afterwards. But please reach out to Adam and Carissa over at Dear Young Married Couple. Please reach out to us here at Girl Defined if you have any questions. Our hope and prayer and goal with this conversation is to provide you the content that you are wondering and asking, um, and that we are receiving. You know, your questions, and we are providing the content you're wanting. So that's the goal. Is to give you answers from a biblical perspective on the crucial questions that you're asking. Before we jump in, though, I want to make sure that you know all about the 2021 Girl Defined Conference. Sorry if you hear something, it's because I keep feeling like a little tickling on my arm. <laughs> I'm like, this better not be a bug on my arm. Um, anyways, I want to make sure you know about the 2021 Girl Defined Conference happening on July 30th and 31st in San Antonio, Texas. If you enjoy the content we create here on the Girl Defined show and just Girl Defined in general, then you are going to love the Girl Defined Conference. It's just an amazing two-day packed event. Kristen and I speak. We bring in other speakers. We have incredible breakout sessions with amazing godly women. We bring in single women, married women, older women, um, just incredible women to teach you, to share with you, to encourage you and equip you to live out your identity and your your identity as God's daughter. Um, And so we want to encourage you to check that out. You can go to girldefined.com slash conference, girldefined.com slash conference to get all the details. This year, we're going to be focusing exclusively on what it means really to shine bright for Christ and to live bold and courageous for Him as a woman in our modern day. Um, We're digging into topics like anxiety, um, just sexual struggles, uh, how to view race through a biblical lens. We're going to be um, just 
just really focusing on equipping you in the crucial areas that our culture is kind of hammering on and just making sure that you feel equipped to really stand up for truth and stand up for identity as God's daughter and not be afraid when people question or people come after you for that, but to just feel empowered by God's word. So we hope you'll join us on July 30th and 31st um, in person or via the simulcast online. And of course, go leave us a five-star review if you enjoy the content that we bring. Please go do that right now. It helps so much to get the word out there. Thank you again for being here. I'm so excited for this conversation. Let's just get to it. Let's jump right in. All right. I am so excited to have Adam and Carissa from Dear Young Married Couple here. Thank y'all so much for joining. And for those who don't know about y'all, which we've talked about y'all on Girl Defied a lot, and I have just shared on my personal account about y'all, but please just introduce yourselves, share about Dear Young Married Couple. Just give us a quick, quick intro. Well, thanks so much for having us on, Bethany. It's an honor. We love Girl Defined. And we believe in what you guys are doing because it helps, it makes our job a lot easier as marriage counselors when girls are coming into marriage with a clear understanding of who they are in Christ and what their role is as a woman, as a wife, and um, as a child of God. So thank you for what you do. Yeah, it's definitely an honor to link arms with other people that have uh, similar passions Mm -hmm. for helping people. Mm. We have maybe a little bit slightly different audiences, Mm -hmm. um, but definitely the same passion for seeing people successful in their life and their marriage Mm -hmm. and how wonderful marriage uh, can be when we work on it. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yes. And for those who don't know, we interviewed Bethany and Dave, um, listen to that that episode because they shared um, lessons that they learned in their first year of marriage. And I think that goes right along with what we're talking about Mm -hmm. and our similar passion for helping people really pursue all that Christ created them to do and how marriage can be a huge part of that. Mm -hmm. So it's Dear Young Married Couple is the name. So obviously you are focusing on young married couples, but there Mm -hmm. are a lot of our listeners who are singles or engaged um, or who are young and married. So can you just mm-hmm. tell us a little bit like, okay, y'all have a really awesome podcast that we love. <laughs> and I was just telling them that Dave, my husband went back to the very first episode. And I think one of them is like y'all interviewing your pastor or uh-huh. something yep. like that. Yeah. And he's yep. like, tell them I'm listening all the way through. I'm going to learn everything. So it's amazing. My husband That's is awesome. the biggest fan. Um, but can Aww. you tell us more, uh, like, more about, I guess, like the counseling that y'all offer yeah. and just why why y'all started this and just the need that you see just so other, Mm -hmm. other people can know, like they're not the only ones that need help. Like we all do. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Amen to that. (laughs) Yeah. We are a therapist coach team. We've been doing counseling for about 10 years. We've been youth pastors and, um, we've been mentors for folks who are entering into their walk with God as a, a new, um, person in Christ. And so that's been fun as well. And um, we started Dear Young Married Couple because we saw that in the church specifically, there um, there was a difficulty that people had when they were preparing for marriage and specifically when it came to um, sex and intimacy. Um, so we're, we're not shy about talking mm-hmm. about sex and intimacy within marriage and preparing for marriage. Um, in that way. So um, we started Dear Young Married Couple really to um, kind of 
bring all the advice and the wisdom out there from people who could share with the rest of the world. And so a lot of what we do is curate advice from others, whether it's on our podcast or on our Instagram. And then we do professional counseling um, online and here in Sacramento as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think there's just so much noise out there mm-hmm. and it's very difficult to find voices or that you could trust maybe mm. or how do I know who to listen to? Mm-hmm. So we just started um, from seeing a need. Yeah, uh, I don't think we. Well, I know we didn't. We didn't plan on like, oh yeah, let's have a podcast. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some of this stuff just developed. Chris has been a therapist for a long time, and people started asking, "Hey, could you speak mm. to our marrieds?" Because she sees a lot of a lot of uh, married people and a lot of single people mm-hmm. um, working on you know depression and anxiety mm. and stress with school and all this stuff. And uh, I remember Chris at the first time, she's like, "Hey, babe, uh, this church wants us to speak. Could you? I, I don't want to do it by myself. She, they want me to speak on marriage. I don't want to do it by myself. Can you do it with me?" I'm like. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> like, I have no idea what well, to say. Well, mind you, Adam had already had his like bachelor's and I think your master's degree already at that time and was a youth pastor and yes. spoke a lot. So it wasn't new to him to speak, but I guess speaking on marriage was that was definitely, a first. That was definitely. <laughs> oh my goodness. So that was before, was that before Dear Young Married Couple came into existence? Yes. Oh yes. yeah. Oh my goodness. And now y'all are literally like a team and Mm -hmm. helping so many couples. Um, And Mm -hmm. I I love that it's, you do, it's not just in person. So if somebody's like, oh my goodness, I'm already in the beginning of this and I want to look them up. How can I get help? So I just want to share the information throughout because I know not everyone listens to an entire podcast, (laughs) which they should. Y'all are not going to want to miss out on this really awesome conversation, but where can they go just in the beginning? Tell them where they can go to get connected um, and just find your resources. Sure. It's pretty easy. Dear young married couple.com dear young married couple on Instagram, dear young married couple on Facebook, dear young married couple on <laughs> YouTube, YouTube yeah. and podcast. Just look up podcasts in your podcast app or Spotify or mm-hmm. Google, whatever, wherever you listen. Perfect. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I know y'all do so much stuff for free, which is amazing too. Y'all offer so much great content. And then for those that are like really intentional and want to grow in certain areas, whether it's marriage or not, they offer those um, amazing just resources and opportunities as well. And so girls, you know, Adam and Carissa, they are amazing and they've been married for 13 years now and they have some adorable kiddos and just an awesome marriage and an incredible example, obviously to me and to Dave, we've only been married for two and a half years. So wow, (laughs) I am excited to learn so much from y'all, but I was telling y'all before we started this conversation that one of our most listened to podcasts on the Girl Defined show by far was an episode called, is it awkward being a virgin on your wedding night? And so I was like, (laughs) okay. Um, I guess people are interested in this topic. And ever since we posted about that, we, the next following week posted a conversation that I had with Dr. Julie Slattery called sex and the single Christian girl. But I really want to focus from a couple y'all who have been not only married a long time, but interact with thousands of couples and have just 
I guess, guided and directed and offered resources uh, to couples from all walks of life, all backgrounds, who are really striving to honor God and to live out his design. And so I think that having a conversation about, okay, especially for girls specifically, a topic that can seem kind of taboo, like, yes, marriage and family, it's so wonderful, but ah, Mm -hmm. like, how do you actually prepare for the honeymoon or for those first few years? But Mm -hmm. before we get there to the specifics of how to actually prepare for sex on your honeymoon, I want to rewind a little bit. And if you can share with us, I guess, starting with the negative, like, what are some of the ways that you see couples like not preparing or some of the pitfalls Mm -hmm. that they're falling into or I guess ways that they go to their honeymoon, go to that first year of marriage and then realize like, oh my goodness, this is awful. Like we, we don't know what we're doing and we need help. Like what are mm-hmm. the pre pre yes. steps like in their dating and engagement that you're seeing that's happening to where they end up in that position and they're like, it's a disaster. Uh, yeah. Mm. Great question. I'm so glad great. you're asking it. Cause I'm sure a lot of people either have that question or they ought to have that question and they're not even thinking in that realm. Yeah. And I think our answer actually pertains to that we see people on both ends of the spectrum. Um, On the one end, they grew up maybe in a very conservative Christian home. And, you know, the word sex was like such a bad word. Mm. It was like, don't talk about that. Um, Or it's like the one talk that you have and the parents are so nervous to give you that talk. Or you like hear it accidentally from a friend and your parents freak out that you heard about. And so like we hear a lot of stories um, on that end of the spectrum where people come into marriage where they're like, whoa, like sex is bad. That's what they've Mm. heard all their lives. It's sin. If you ask them, they wouldn't say that sex is bad. Sure. Mm. But this is almost like a gut level. Mm. Mm -hmm. I think for a lot of people, because they know like, if you ask them point blank, do you believe that sex is bad? They'd be like, well, no. Mm. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. But if you, if you, you know, maybe kind of delved into it a little bit, maybe they have that gut level response of like, Mm -hmm. you know, I know on the just from the Bible that it says, yeah, that sex is good, but I haven't been around that context. The right. context that I've been raised in and all everybody around me treats it as if it's bad or mm-hmm. a taboo thing that that it's not safe to talk about and it's right. not safe to embrace or or celebrate, God yeah. forbid, the gift that God has given us. So I think that's one of the huge things that we see um, is just first of all. I guess what you're saying is, uh, first of all, a uh, avoidance of talking mm-hmm. about it, mm-hmm. avoidance of doing your own. Um, I, I hesitate to say research because that doesn't mean like go and Google it. Right. <laughs> um, but I, I do say like getting some resources on board. So good mm-hmm. job for all of you listening right now mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you're listening to this podcast. Yes. And your curiosity is probably pricked. <laughs> and and now you're you're listening to something and this will in in hopefully a, a little part start preparing you what to look for. Mm-hmm. So that's I think one of the biggest downfalls is that well, we're not talking about it enough. Yes. And we're not celebrating it. Enough. Especially in the church. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. you know oftentimes hear of, you know, sermons that, you know, talk about pornography and the damage of pornography, or we'll hear, you know, purity talks in our youth group, maybe one or two growing up, but like, we don't have this celebration of sex. Mm. And so I think that's one of the, um, the difficulties that we have going into marriage as, um, you know, Christian 
girls that grew up in church is like, we don't have this celebration of sex. Mm. And so that would be one of the, one of the first pitfalls that we would want to tackle is, um, start to celebrate sex, even though you're not having sex, Mm. like start to celebrate it. It's a beautiful gift. Um, like have all the bridal showers and bachelorette parties and, you know, talk openly with your married friends and get their advice. And, um, Mm. and don't let your anxieties fester. Yeah. You know, talk to an experience, like talk to your mom, talk to maybe an older sister, talk to people that you see have really good relationships Mm -hmm. and ask them and not, man, it's, that's difficult too. But, you know, if you can ask good questions to, to people that are mature in their, in their knowledge of the scriptures and mature in their relationship, you could see they have a really good relationship. Mm -hmm. I think people would welcome questions. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Depending on what context. (laughs) Adam, you said, I want to hone in on that super quick. You said, you know, talk about your anxieties about sex and about going into the honeymoon or marriage. And Mm -hmm. um, if we can be like super more like, specific because I feel like that's even scary. Like what if I'm the only one who's ever had this anxiety or ever had Ah. this fear? So can you, y'all as having, you know, counseled and talked to so many couples, can you share like, what are some of the anxieties, especially for women specifically that they may have uh, going into marriage or thinking about sex? um, Mm -hmm. Whether, you know, they are like, you know, I've had sex in the past, but I really want to honor God's design for that. And now wait until marriage or I've never had sex and I'm really nervous about it. What are some of those fears and anxieties that they may even, because they might not even realize that they're having it or they're too feel too embarrassed to even speak it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, let, let me define anxiety because that will help. Anxiety is an overestimation of the danger. So it's a distortion of the danger mm-hmm. and an underestimation of my ability to handle it once I'm there, which equals anxiety. That's a really helpful thing for people to remember. Mm-hmm. So putting things into proper context and knowing that you are able to handle it when you get into that context. Mm-hmm. So proper mm-hmm. understanding of what's coming. Yeah. Um, is really, really going to be helpful. And this is actually probably going to do that. So I see a lot of women, uh, of girls just being scared mm-hmm. because they don't know what to expect. One. Yeah. Uh, maybe they didn't have a great example or no talking about it. So that's going to bring up fear because fear is really not knowing something and mm. not knowing if I should be you know, you know, fearful of or scared of it. Right. Yeah. The what ifs. it's the what ifs yeah. right? in fear. Um, so it's, it's kind of starting to bring these things into the light, mm-hmm. which will really help. But, um, and also will it hurt? I think a lot That's of a common one, w- yeah. a lot of people have overplayed that mm-hmm. the pain because they hear other people talk about the pain. And yeah. so they, they really overplay that in their mind and they start working it up so much so that it becomes a psychosomatic issue. Mm. Like that's an actual psychological, um, you know, not a disorder in and of itself, but a psychological symptom that we see in the DSM, which is the diagnostic statistical manual um, that we use to diagnose folks um, in our field and psychosomatic issues can take a long time to, Mm. um, to treat because people have not only taken this thought, this cognition, but they've transferred it to a feeling and emotion and now manifested it as a Mm. behavior. Mm And, um, and so that can actually cause um, vaginismus. If they're playing up this idea that it's going to be painful, they can actually close up 
mm. um, physically tighten. tighten up physically to where then it, it will hurt even more. Wow. So one of the biggest pieces of advice that we give uh, when people are so worried about the pain is go into your wedding night without expectations. Mm. This is probably some of the best advice we can give really anybody. Wow. Mm-hmm. We need to listen up. <laughs> this yes. is a big deal. Yes. I, I just want to clarify that. Yeah. This is yeah. a really, really big one. So yeah. Like that goes for people who are already married, who are maybe having yeah. um, anxiety in their sex life. Like go into your sexual experience with your husband um, as an experience and not as an outcome. Don't be mm. looking for that outcome. Go into it without expectation. I'm going to just experience this joy and pleasure that um, God has gifted to me Mm -hmm. through and with my spouse. And, um, and if you can go into it without expectation, Mm -hmm. you're not thinking about what goes where and how it goes and how fast you go. uh I I remember talking to a, um, a young couple that were going into this time of their life and she did express uh, this, this, you know, being nervous about going to this first day because she heard it was going to hurt from Mm. a couple of her friends, even though a whole bunch of other people um, said, oh, it's amazing. You're going to have a great time. These couple people kind of downplayed it or they were wet blankets and like, oh, it's going to hurt and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, great job. (laughs) I mean, think about it. Like, okay, you're going to have a little shot. You're going to the doctor. They're going to stick you with a needle and you know, it's going to be hardly any pain you freak yourself out and then they stick you and you're like, wait, that was a shot. (laughs) It's, you know, like, yeah, that's what pain though does Mm. to our brains. We go like, Oh no, there's pain. And we Mm -hmm. blow this thing huge. We hype it up. up. And that's, I think what this girl was doing. She was making this seem like maybe took this one girl's words and just made it big. And so she, this is a really good tip. She expressed this fear. They have, they had really good communication with um, her soon-to-be husband and said, you know, I'm really worried about this. And, you know, I really want to have a good night, but I'm really worried that it's going to hurt and Mm. I want it to be beautiful. And I'm, you know, and just express that fear. Mm -hmm. So there we go, talking about it Mm. and working through it. And this was a really, really sensitive guy. And he's like, look, we don't even have to have sex, Mm -hmm. like as intercourse, intercourse, Mm -hmm. the first night, second night, yeah. All I'm we're going to do is go and be together mm-hmm. and be known. We're going to mm-hmm. love each other and I'm going to undress you and we're going to go slow and listen to music and just mm-hmm. enjoy the night without having to do this prescribed mm-hmm. action or thing. Mm-hmm. This is our night. This yeah. is we're not going to take expectations from the world or anything else around us of what this has to look mm, like sometimes mm-hmm. we do yeah. from Hollywood or whatever, how yes. that first night has to look. We're going to, I'm going to focus on you. You're going to focus on me and we're going to be one. Mm-hmm. We're going to be together. Yes. And that relieved her so much. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love totally. that. So I love that so much. And, you know, now that you say it, it's like, we've done a lot of surveying our audience and community over the years. And, um, I think back to it even on my own like personal Instagram when I do like Q and A's and stuff, especially after Dave and I got married, that regularly is the number one question we get about, okay, honeymoon, sex, having sex for the first time when you're married. And it's always that question of, does it hurt? And people want to know. And I think that, you know, it seems like it should be easy to find answers or to find a positive, uh, 
resource for that. But I have even found having only been married for two and a half years, I look back to so much of the advice that I got going into my honeymoon and I'm sorry, but so much of it was just like garbage. And it makes Mm. me sad that even in the church, Christian women are giving and setting such a terrible expectation and such (laughs) a terrible perspective for women when it comes to sex, even couples who have been married, the way that they talk about it and the way that the wives talk about it, it's just sad to me. And I'm like, okay, so Mm -hmm. (laughs) like what, you know, like how is this helpful to anyone? And so one of the pieces Mm -hmm. of advice that I got, and I really want to just hear y'all just kind of expand on how to properly prepare and how to know how to like which advice to listen to and which advice to not. Um, Like I know for me, it's a couple was sharing, they had been married for, I guess some, I don't know, not even a year, but they, she was sharing with me how uh, basically if you don't have like an orgasm on your honeymoon or right away, like it's such a disaster and it's like, that's all you have to focus on. And that's (laughs) so important. And just, and I was like, so you're telling me like you're, you know, together, you're going to go on your honeymoon. You can be naked together. You can kiss, you can do all these things. And it's terrible if you don't achieve this one specific goal. Um, And I was like, okay, that's, that seems like terrible advice. Like the we journey. you know, like, and I, I was just looking at her, like, I don't really want your marriage, you know? And so, um, how, you know, and then I was even talking to my pastor and he was saying like, you're going to have a lot of people give you advice, but you get to choose your counselor. So you get to choose the people that you actually listen to. And I was like, that's so true. But I know so many women, especially are going into, you know, if they're engaged and then preparing for just their honeymoon and their new life as a wife, um, Mm -hmm. Like, are there some messages that they should ignore? And what are some (laughs) positive messages and truths that they can hold on to? And just, I don't know, advice. Say there's a girl, she's engaged, she's going to get married in like two months. What Mm -hmm. advice can you give to her on how to actually prepare well and how to set those Mm -hmm. expectations well so that her honeymoon isn't, you know, terrible because all those expectations ruined it? Oh, Mm. yes. Yeah, I mean, I... I wonder if the heart of that person who said that to you was hopefully a good place. Um, and I'll say why, why I would say that. Um, and, and, but just to preface, it's not the best advice, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I think maybe the heart was, you know, a lot of women several years down the road in their marriage Mm. are still not enjoying sex or they don't want to have sex because they're not having an orgasm. They're not having a pleasurable experience. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think I get the heart of what she's saying is like, try to um, talk with your husband early on about mutual pleasure and mutual pleasuring and, and figure your body out early on in your marriage so that you can achieve orgasm. Mm -hmm. Um, But that is terrible advice for the first night that you have to have an orgasm or it's Mm -hmm. going to be awful. That's not true. Mm -hmm. Um, You can have a beautiful experience um, Mm -hmm. without an orgasm. You can have a beautiful experience without intercourse. Mm. And, um, you know, the Bible talks about how pleasurable um, sex is. You know, we see that all throughout scripture, um, you know, just even in the first book of the Bible in Genesis 2.24. And then again, in the New Testament, Matthew 19.5, it talks about becoming one flesh. Mm. And in that next verse in um, Genesis 2.25, it talks about being naked with your spouse and not ashamed Mm. and how that's God's design. That's where we would recommend to start. So gals, you're getting married in a couple months and you're like, how do I prepare? 
prepare by gaining confidence in your body, in Mm. your naked body, be naked and unashamed. I think so often Mm -hmm. women associate shame with their bodies because it's not this enough. It's not that enough. It's not a comparison. It's a comparison game. You know, I'm not, I'm not thin enough, tall enough, short enough. Uh, you know, I'm too skinny. I'm not all this stuff. And if you can work on your body image, and know that this is God's design mm. is to be naked and unashamed with your spouse. Um, and then from there, use that as a springboard to learn your body with your spouse. As you are learning your body, yeah. you're a student of that experience. Then be a teacher of that experience with your spouse. Um, and so that's that's once you're married. Um, mm. But before you're married, it's all about gaining that confidence and being unashamed in your naked body. Mm. Uh, it's a beautiful gift. It's a beautiful thing that God created. Mm. So that's where I would I would start with a woman who's uh, nervous about that and who's getting married in a couple months and is getting all this mixed advice. Like it's mm. it's not about achieving orgasm. In fact if that was the only focus, then you could probably have a lot of performance anxiety Mm. set in. And just as much as erectile dysfunction is a Mm -hmm. performance anxiety issue that we hear a lot about most of the time, that's usually the case. That's the issue. Um, It's actually so much more of an issue for a woman. Vaginismus is like, I think something like five times more common than erectile dysfunction. And can you just, can you clarify exactly what that is? Yeah. Vaginismus, it's a condition, um, a psychological condition that ends up being psychosomatic, meaning it starts in the brain and it manifests in the body um, where your um, entire vaginal area, not just your vagina, but your entire entire vaginal area will actually tighten up and close up um, and it it causes dryness and it Mm. it can cause pain. Um, And a lot of women will experience that far on into their marriage for years, um, mm-hmm. because of, um, you know, these, this horrible advice that they receive and they're yeah. trying to aim for performance and they're yeah. anxious and they're fearful. Mm-hmm. And so, but don't be fearful about getting fearful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, it all goes back down to, to, well, let's go back to the Bible. It says taking into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. Right. And it's being very, very aware of what the truth is. Mm-hmm. So I think when people, I think the big temptation for women is, and this is from, I'm not a woman, obviously, <laughs> you can't tell by my voice, uh, <laughs> but, but just from the outside looking in, right? Mm-hmm. Seeing so many women, um, counseling lots of women and husbands, yeah, uh, wives and husbands, um, I think the big temptation is, is that comparison trap. Like Mm. I'm not beauty because I see this, this person here, Mm. or I have a little bit too much flab here. So therefore I'm not beautiful. And it's, it's really, it's going against what the Bible says. Right. It's not true because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. You are God's precious jewel. Mm -hmm. And I could just go on and on and on of all the scriptures that call you a daughter of God. Mm-hmm. A daughter of God is a beautiful, beautiful thing. You're mm-hmm. a princess. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And and your man is going to treat you that way. Mm-hmm. If he's a godly man. Yes. He is yes. gonna he is gonna treat you that way. Mm-hmm. And so there's nothing that he can say to change your mind. You might think if you know, like comment like if stuff you told that, me I was beautiful yeah, enough. Enough, I would accept it. But really, mm-hmm. when do you choose to accept it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That's why we try to seek external validation for our internal discomfort. Mm-hmm. 
So what we have to start doing is, is cultivating a sense of truth inside of our own heads, taking the captivity. So first step is acknowledging that you're actually having thoughts. Mm-hmm. You, you are not your thoughts. You have mm-hmm. thoughts. So being aware of when that, when that thing, that, that thought does come across, when you're looking at Instagram and you see this beautiful woman, you're like, oh, I can never look like that. Mm-hmm. Right? And my husband, I hope he never sees this person because if he <laughs> compares me, like, and mm-hmm. all the th- yeah. ways the man, that the woman goes within mm-hmm. her brain, if we can stop it and say, no way, hold on. And that's where you stop it. You're taking captive the thought, stopping it in the yes. process and saying, no, I'm a woman of God. Mm-hmm. My husband shows me out of all the people you could have had he <laughs> mm-hmm. chose me yes and i choose him yeah and i'm going to keep my body for him and that's mm-hmm. what he wants mm-hmm. and it's amazing how blind or i don't know just over head over heels guys are about their wives mm-hmm. it's not love is blind but love is willful i mm-hmm. love my wife because i choose my wife yes. Mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. a blind infatuation right mm-hmm. so I guess I'm I, I'm recommending, and this goes. I could turn this right back around for guys, you know, controlling yeah. their thoughts. But I mm-hmm. guess we're talking about women here. Is that you are so beautiful and valuable to God, yes. mm. and you have to accept that truth for yourself first. Mm-hmm. So anytime something that would war against truth, don't accept that lie. Push that lie away, mm-hmm. and have a remember we sanctify ourselves through truth. Mm-hmm. The word is truth. So. Bring that truth close. What does the Bible say about you? What verse can you hold close to you that validates your innate and mm. perfect beauty inside of you? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and cultivate the fruits of the spirit too. But yep. there is an image that you bear mm-hmm. that's, that's just beautiful. Yeah. And when you accept that, your confidence in your body and whose image you represent becomes evident. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I love that you're sharing that, Adam, because um, I know a lot of our listeners, they don't have maybe a good um, uh, male example in their life. And so they're looking out Mm. saying, okay, how does a godly man view his wife? And so Mm y'all are a great example of, hey, here's how a godly man views his wife and how you can have that confidence as a woman, mm-hmm. because if he is a godly man, like you're saying, this is how it will be. And so much of what you're saying, I'm like, that's, you know, the very words that Dave will even remind oh, me of, you know, and yes. the things that he'll say to me. And so, you know, for me, I'm like, okay, it was worth it waiting 30 years for Dave, you know, like, because <laughs> yes. he's, he's just amazing. And I, you know, something that y'all said a, a little bit earlier, um, I do want to go back to because uh, I had a great friend. She was married, had been married for a few years, and she was one of the main ones I went to to get advice, especially preparing for my honeymoon in the first few years of marriage because I, as a woman, wanted to go into marriage and have a positive view of sex because Mm -hmm. I felt like so many women and married women didn't. And even women I looked up to in that specific area, I was like, oh, I don't know. Just the way you talk about it is so negative. So could y'all just clarify, you know, I know we probably have some listeners who feel like, well, pleasure is supposed to be the man's experience. And maybe I just, that's not going to be my thing, which I disagree mm. with, you know, like God mm. created us both as sexual beings and both with the right. to enjoy pleasure. So how can we change our mindset on that? And how do we work towards, I guess, figuring mm-hmm. out how to have yes. pleasure in marriage? I know that's a big topic and maybe you can recommend a resource or just give us sure. a little bit, yeah. some, some direction with that. Absolutely. Yeah, this is this is an important one because I think um, both from the world's perspective and from the church's perspective, we hear messages that imply that sex is for men. Mm-hmm. 
you know? Um, and in the church, one of those things is like, make sure you're taking care of your husband's needs. And, yeah. and it's like, okay, the same verse that says that the same passage in first Corinthians seven, that says that talks about the husband taking care of the wife's needs. Like this is not just about taking care of your husband. Yeah. So, um, yes, sex is meant to be mutually pleasurable, mutually satisfying. Um, orgasm is a wonderful thing, even though that doesn't need to be the goal of the first night. Um, and so this is something that starts with ladies, you recognizing yourself as a sexual being, Mm. just like you recognize yourself as a physical being, a spiritual being, an emotional being. You recognize yourself in your career field, in your ministry. Yeah. It's all identity. Mm. As much as any of that is part of your identity, you were made in God's image as a sexual being. Mm. God created sex. He created a man and woman and he created procreation. And he said, this is good. And sex isn't just for procreation. You can see all throughout scripture in Proverbs, we, we see, um, you know, that, that they were supposed to be satisfied and ravished always mm. with each other's love and body parts are referenced there. Yeah. And also uh, a lot of the song of Solomon was written by the woman lover. Yeah. Mm. Yes, exactly. Most of it was. It wasn't it wasn't from the male's perspective. Most of it was actually written by the woman. Or the the words at least. The words, were right. From the mm-hmm. woman. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And we can also look at and I'll let Chrissy get into this, but I mean, you could look at the female body. <laughs> was actually there were there are parts on a woman's body that were are meant only for sex. Mm. Right. Pleasure. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously we have our reproductive parts, but a woman has a clitoris that was only meant for pleasure. There's Mm. no other purpose for the clitoris than pleasure. And so clearly God intended for you to have pleasure in your sexual experience. And so just think about that. I mean, there's so many nerve endings in the clitoris, Mm. even more than the penis. And and yet we think that, oh, sex must be for men, right? Yeah. Um, But no, sex is absolutely for both of you. And, um, One of the ways that we recommend once you are married to really start um, understanding more about your sex life is we say, talk about sex before you have sex, while you're having sex, and after you have sex. Mm. Um, Because so many people think that like you don't talk about it, you just have it. Mm. Um, But we recommend talk about it. Use the body parts names. Like that's why we don't shy away from that. We use the body parts, uh, the names of the body parts with our two and three-year-olds. We don't like have these fancy, funny little names for our body parts. Um, because there's no shame. There. There's no yes. shame there. I had a client um, who like, <laughs> she was having a hard time in her sex life and, and she's like, wouldn't use a word. She's like, you know, like his thing. And no, she called it his and then, peepee. And then she said, well, I guess it's, it's his peepee. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like you're a married woman. Like, let's talk about like the actual names of these body parts. Oh my goodness. Um, and and really like at the core, I mean, it's funny, obviously, but at the core, what that was about was shame, mm. shame associated with anything having to do with sex. Um, and, and this particular gal didn't even have um, a prior like sexual history, but sometimes that can cause shame where you have a sexual history mm-hmm. um, that, you know, before you entered your covenant and, and that whether that was with your spouse or with someone else. And so there's a lot of shame around it there. So you don't talk about sex when you're married, Mm. but, um, but you know, whether the shame comes from just the culture you grew up in or from your prior experiences or abuse, you have to talk about it. Mm. And so that's that we can't overemphasize that enough. I mean, that's why, that's why we created sex expectation. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because I know Dave and I, we have expectations, the card deck, and we love it. And we have been so encouraged by couples like you to communicate about sex and to communicate about intimacy and to talk and, you know, like discover together. And so we, Mm -hmm. we feel so blessed to, you know, have had wisdom from couples like y'all, but can you share, okay, like sex expectations, the card deck, what kinds of questions are in there and when is it appropriate Mm -hmm. to start using, are those things they should start doing when they're engaged, when they're married? Like when is it appropriate to dig into those conversations. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we created expectations just because we saw the gap. People weren't talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause an amazing sex life is amazing. It really <laughs> does Amen. make things so much fun. Uh, and this <laughs> connection is there. And so it's just amazing. You want a good sex life. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided to create a card deck because um well, this is kind of something we experienced. It was very difficult because mm-hmm. we we were both raised in the church mm-hmm. in very sheltered homes and we didn't know how to bring stuff up. Mm-hmm. You know, like this would feel good or please do that or I would like yeah. this or preferences and wishes and desires. We had a really hard time because it was weird. We'd never done that before, yeah. you know? <laughs> I don't know. How do I say that? You know, like I don't want to make her feel weird. I don't want her to look at me weird. No. <laughs> So we just didn't bring stuff up and it took us like, uh, you know, a while, yeah. I should say yeah. few, m- many few years mm-hmm. to, to actually get to the place where we just said what we're trying to say yeah. and, and started asking the questions that we needed to ask. Because honestly, mm-hmm. let's be real. Like I can look over and see my wife. I could see the fact that she's here. I could hear what she says, you know, like, you know, I love you, Adam. And I could take that to be true. But unless I ask questions, I can't, I can't actually know her. Mm. I can't get into her brain. I can't open it up. I have to ask things that delve in so I can begin to know to be loved and known is our greatest need Mm. to be loved and known. And the only way to be known is, is to give out, you know, in in, answer questions and Mm -hmm. talk about things. Mm. So, especially within sex, it's even more shut down because it's taboo. Mm-hmm. So we created Sexpectations, which is a card deck you can find on our website or mm-hmm. um, a- uh, a- Amazon, but you have to, yeah, that's hard to find it on Amazon. You actually <laughs> we can have link to, it. We'll link it yeah, below so you can find it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. But we created, we created that because we knew that there were certain conversations that had to be had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is not just about intercourse. Sex is much more than intercourse. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's before, like Chris has said, you know, how, how do we get there? What are your breaks and mm-hmm. what are your accelerators? Mm-hmm. You know, like what are the things that turn you on? What are the things I do that turn you off? Mm-hmm. You know, like what about, <laughs> you know, this and that and this and that, what desires yeah. you have? It's, it's just lots of stuff that. What are the top three places on your body that you like to be kissed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, hey, we're getting specific. <laughs> yeah. And that's really, that's, that's really what, what sex expectations is all about. And we've had so many great reviews mm-hmm. about couples that just go from like sex life, you know, one out of 10 to like nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And one of the reasons too, that we created sex expectations is once we did start talking about sex, several, like Adam said, several few years into our marriage, um, we wanted to spice up our sex life. We wanted to 
you know, get to know each other better. And so we would get these resources that are out there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them did not align with our biblical yeah. values. You yeah. know, they would suggest things like watching porn yeah, together. Yes. Watch porn together. And we're like, uh, how do you feel about threesomes? And it was like things that are so yes. like beyond our biblical worldview and so not applicable. And so we were like, we need a resource that actually aligns with our values mm-hmm. and and so that's why we created it. It's so that's expectations, 52 cards. And um, the answer, the question about like, do you do that before you're married or not? Most of the questions, if you are aiming to have, um, you know, a premarital experience that is aligned with biblical values and you're not having sex, most of the questions are not going to be applicable because they're about your actual sex life. Okay. Um, but there are a few, there's like probably a seven cards or so that we've handpicked into our premarital course um, that says like, you can actually go and Card number eight, card number 12. I'm not saying those are the numbers. I don't have yes. a list in yeah, front of me. Don't go by like, <laughs> yeah. card eight, what? <laughs> but uh, we list them in our premarital course where it says these are the card numbers yes. that you can actually you okay. know, talk about before you're married. But we do have um, foundations, which we created with premarital couples in mind. Mm. And, and foundations is about all aspects of your marriage, not just sex. We, we cover finances. Or your relationship. Yeah, your relationship. We cover finances, communication, conflict resolution, roles, roles, responsibilities, family, awesome. spiritual foundation. And um, we have questions in there about sex and intimacy that are completely appropriate for premarital. Things like, what was the attitude around sex in your family mm, growing up? Super good question. Yeah, and that breaks the ice because you're not like just talking about your sexual experiences. You're talking about like, how did my family treat sex? And how is that going to impact me as a sexual being when we're married? Um, and, and realizations and then realizations. Yeah. Um, realization, realizations is more of a game. Yeah. And that's actually starting at the beginning of a, a relationship. I would say anytime you have a relationship with someone else and you want to get to know them in a more deep way, mm-hmm. that's realizations. And it's more uh, centered around your own personal history and where you're going mm-hmm. and what are your dreams, goals, ambitions, mm-hmm. some of your experiences. So it's kind of looking more at the person past and future. Mm. And the game part is like, how well do you know each other? So yes. you can like see who gets the most points. <laughs> is that a card deck too? Or what is that? Yes, it is. Okay. It's so there's the deck. three card decks. We've got mm-hmm. this expectations. So probably save this expectations for when you're actually married. Yes. The foundations yes. though, is one they could start like when they're engaged to yeah. really... or even if they're seriously dating. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that one, and then the realizations you could start like right when you start dating someone, yes. getting to know them. Absolutely. Um, yep. Okay. And then you mentioned pr- a premarital course. Is that something yes. that people can s- sign up for? How yes. do we, how do we access yeah. that? Yes, actually. So it's pretty cool. We we had a couple that said, we're willing to let our premarital sessions with you be recorded. Wow. And so we recorded all their sessions in person and um, we have the clips from those sessions that apply to the different tools that we teach in our premarital course. And it's all in um, in a course so format. So it's interesting to watch. As yeah. Well, yeah. So it's pretty fun. And um, it actually will release this summer. <gasps> it's amazing. brand new. And um, it'll be free to pastors and marriage counselors and anyone like lay counselors that are doing premarital counseling. Just contact us and uh, we'll give that uh, to them. And that's in hopes that they will turn people, Mm -hmm. you know, that to, to, you know, going through the course, Uh having their couples that are under their care, Mm -hmm. go through the course. And uh, we have steps in there for them to find a mentor within the church too, mm, yes. so mm-hmm. that it's very much collaborative with us and them. 
Yeah. yeah. So we'll have that available this summer, but we will um, send that information to anyone who, um, you know, contacts us through like the link maybe that you guys provide yeah. in the show notes. Perfect. Okay. And then before we started talking, y'all were showing me, was it the honeymoon checklist? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? yeah. Okay. <laughs> What is that? That sounds amazing. Yes, we have. It's actually part of our premarital course, but um, we will give it to your gals who are listening um, for free. It's called the First Night Checklist. And it's just a a PDF that has some practical things and then some more conceptual things that we've been talking about. But from everything on like what to pack to really prepare for a fun sex life on your honeymoon. Like, for example, (laughs) just one like thing that's on there that we kind of laugh at, but nobody thinks about, or at least we didn't, Uh is that we were so busy shaking hands and stuff at a reception that we forgot to eat. And so- and thank God for this elderly couple in our church who, who created this little like gift basket full of like junk food and snacks and they put it in our room and we're like, thank you oh my goodness. people. Like we love you so much. And so one of our things is make sure you eat at your reception and have snacks in their bedroom. Yes. You don't want your first night to be a dud. Yeah. Exactly. you're hangry. Yeah. Exactly. Get away from me. So we have really practical things on there like that, like what to pack and then all uh, things on there too, like what we've been talking about, like take time to undress each other and explore each other's bodies mm-hmm. without the expectation of intercourse at first. Um, we have all that kind of stuff on there. Oh, that's amazing. And how can they get that? They can go to dearyoungmarriedcouple.com slash first night. And they can download that PDF. And then if you download that PDF, you'll also be on our list to send you information about the premarital course when it comes out in the summer. That's amazing. I mean, y'all, this, I could talk to y'all endlessly and I know our girls would love it because these are the types of conversations I feel like everyone wants to be in on and wants to have, but they're hard to find. So I really appreciate y'all, you know, just even talking about the, all of the things surrounding the importance of just even I don't know, Adam, you, sh- you know, describing what a godly man looks like just through your mm-hmm. actions. Cause I know our sisterhood really needs that. And just y'all's relationship uh-huh. and y'all being so open. Um, uh-huh. what are, so for the girls that are listening, you know, let's just say they're engaged or close to being engaged. What are, do you have like a top podcast that you've recorded or a resource or just what are the top places that you have that you want them to go right now? Like they mm. leave, they leave our podcast and where should they go? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Our top podcasts are always the last few. Right? Yeah. Right. The ones that are on our mind. Yeah. So go listen to Dave and Bethany oh, talking no. about their first year <laughs> of marriage. Uh, no, seriously though. We've had a lot of good feedback about that one. It just came out this week and it's been incredible. Um, but yeah, the girl defined podcast, if you don't listen to it regularly and you just happen to listen to this episode because it's about sex, go back and start, uh, when they launched earlier this year and or last year and start listening to the girl defined podcast, um, love, uh, sex, 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 purity and love longings of a girl's heart. Excellent book. Um, (laughs) also I would say what I wish I would have known before I got married by Gary Chapman. He's the Mm. same person who wrote the five love languages. Um, and he wrote that book. It's excellent. And tell you what we could do as well. When we send out the first night checklist, we can also, um, send you maybe an email with our top podcast. We'd suggest newly married couples for like the first night. 
Yeah, that would be amazing. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. See, these are the things yeah. I, you know, like when I was engaged and close to getting married, it was like, you're just searching everywhere. And like you said, so often, like if you just like Google and are searching, the information is kind of like trashy <laughs> and so out, outside yep. of the biblical worldview. So if they go to dearyoungmarriedcouple.com, that's going to be like their home base for finding, like if they want to, you know, get counseling from y'all, they can go to Dear Young sure. Married Couple Absolutely. or to access yeah. your podcast. Yep. So if we send them to dearyoungmarriedcouple.com, they're going to get all the goods, right? There you go. Yes. And on our Instagram too, we have a highlight called recommended reads Mm -hmm. and it has all the books that we recommend for married couples. And a lot of them are really good for premaritals too. Um, And our website, we have resources. Yeah. Yeah. The good girl's guide to great sex is is an awesome one Mm -hmm. as well. Um, Sheila Gregoire, but yeah, we can send you a list. Yeah. Just reach out. That's amazing. Y'all thank you so much. And I know, like I said, this conversation could go on and we're going to get so many emails, like have them back. We have more questions, <laughs> uh, but thank I really appreciate it. And I just appreciate dear young married couple, the whole, just y'all's whole ministry or all of your counseling. It's just Aww. such a needed and necessary resource. And as someone who is a dear young married couple. <laughs> I can tell you that it's so essential. And like I said, Dave literally is binging the podcast episodes. <laughs> I love it. Um, so He's going to hate us in a few. <laughs> we are the hugest fans. Um, is there anything you want to leave with the sisterhood? Any final piece of advice or word of encouragement? Mm. Mm. Ladies, you were made in God's image. Remember that no matter what stage of relationship you are in, whether you are single, um, whether you are consecrated and um, looking for, um, waiting for the one that God um, has for you, whether you are engaged, whether you are married, whether you are in a, a marriage that has been troubled, remember that you are God's daughter. You were created in his, his image. You matter. And um, there is hope. So get out there, get the resources that are out there and, um, be encouraged. Mm. Yeah. And Adam, do you have anything as the, the man on the, the one man on the show? (laughs) Yeah. Right. I was just going to say ditto. That was really good. I would just say forever be a student, Mm. forever be a student of yourself, um, and of your husband, Mm -hmm. you know, know thyself, right. And be curious about your husband yeah. honor him, ask good questions, love yeah. him. Mm. Um, but also be a student and read really good books. Yeah. And, you know, always never be afraid of finding resources and, and displaying the fruit of the spirit. I think, mm-hmm. you know, letting God work in you, it will, it will translate at, at, throughout every part of your life. Hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank y'all so much. This has been an honor for me to get to interview Aww. y'all. I really appreciate it. And I'm just excited for our girls to get to connect with y'all. So thank y'all so much. And oh, absolutely. It's not everyone. Yeah, yeah, everyone head over right now. Head over to dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bethany. Thank you. What an awesome opportunity that was to get to chat with Adam and Carissa and to just really unpack God's amazing and beautiful design for intimacy, for marriage, for sex, and just to really Really gain a bigger picture of the honeymoon and those first few really weeks and months of marriage. I just loved getting to dig into that topic with Adam and Carissa. Um, definitely go check them out at Dear Young Married Couple. I know you'll be so encouraged by their podcast and all their resources. And if you're like, I want something more right now. I, I want to go deeper. I have a lot of questions or just even hurts, concerns, things that 
brought were brought to mind because of this conversation, I really encourage you to grab a copy of our book, Sex, Purity, and the Longings of a Girl's Heart, Discovering the Beauty and Freedom of God-Defined Sexuality. You can get that at girldefined.com or on Amazon, wherever books are sold. And this will just really equip you further in unpacking just any of your um, past sins, um, just brokenness, which is stuff we all deal with, every single one of us. It'll really equip you with uh, a biblical approach to sex and intimacy. Unpack, uh, we'll unpack like wrong perspectives of purity, biblical perspective of purity. We answer the nitty gritty questions. We just go to all the places. So definitely grab a copy of Sex, Purity, and the Longings of a Girl's Heart. And then just a reminder to go leave that five-star review before you head out. And lastly, this is my last thing, um, make sure that you go to girldefined.com slash conference to grab your ticket to the Girl Defined Conference happening on July 30th and 31st. You don't want to miss out. If you enjoyed the content today, you're going to love the content at the Girl Defined Conference. Again, it's appropriate for anyone ages 13 to 30, but we always invite um, anyone who's older than that, moms, youth leaders, um, singles, young marrieds. Of course, you're all welcome to come if you fall outside of that range. Um, and yeah, we hope to see you there, girldefined.com slash conference. Hopefully we can meet you in person. And until then, we'll see you again next week.